In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. As you know that there is a certain curriculum for the readings of the Sundays all over the year. The first three months, the Church speaks to us about love of God the Father. The second three months, the Church speaks to us about the grace of His only begotten Son. In the month of Kiyak, the Church speaks about the incarnation of the Son of God because this month ends by the Feast of Nativity. Tuba, this month in which we are living right now, the Church celebrates the sacrament of baptism. Next month, Amshir, the Church actually teaches us about Eucharist, communion. So the four Sundays of this month, Tuba, the Church speaks to us about baptism, this sacrament of baptism. In the first Sunday, which comes immediately after the Feast of Nativity, we hear about the flight to Egypt when the Lord Jesus Christ went with St. Mary and Joseph to Egypt. And it is a sign that the door was opened to the Gentiles, as you heard in the Pauline letter of today. God opened the doors to the Gentiles and he accepted them into the family of God by baptism. In the praxis of today, the book of Acts, you heard how Peter, when he went to Cornelius, and the Holy Spirit descended upon the Gentiles, he baptized them. So the first Sunday of Tuba, about the acceptance of the Gentiles in the family of God to be Christians after they were idol worshippers, and the entry through the baptism. Second Sunday, how in baptism we die and we rise again through the metaphor or analogy of Jonah when the people asked the Lord Jesus Christ to give them a sign. And he told them, this generation needs the sign of Jonah, which means as Jonah died in the water and risen again, symbolically died symbolically, in the same way in the water of baptism, we die and we rise again. Third Sunday, which last Sunday, the dialogue in John chapter 3 about how Jesus is the bridegroom and we are the bride and John the Baptist is the friend of the bridegroom. Because through baptism, we are betrothed to the bridegroom, Jesus Christ. And in him, because we are his bride, then we are the children of God the Father. So in baptism, we receive the grace of sonship. We are called the children of God, and now we can call God our Father, as in the Lord's Prayer, our Father who art in heaven. This Sunday, today, we heard about the man who was born blind. Because before baptism, we are blind spiritually. But after baptism, we become enlightened. That's why the sacrament of baptism is called the sacrament of enlightenment. We were sitting 
in darkness and the shadow of death. But when we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and we were baptized, we moved from darkness to light and from death to life, sacrament of enlightenment. And I'm sure you know that this chapter, the man who was born blind, also it is read again in the sixth Sunday of the Holy Great Fast, just before Hosanna Sunday, at the end of the Great Fast. And it is called the Baptism Sunday, Had Tanasir, because the theme of the Great Fast is repentance. And repentance is called by the Father the second baptism. In the baptism, our sins are forgiven. Then after we are baptized, we cannot be baptized again, because baptism is this with Christ, and Christ died once. So there is no repetition of baptism. We believe in one baptism for remission of sins. So how our sins are forgiven through repentance and confession? That's why repentance is considered the second baptism. And also in repentance we are enlightened. That's why we read it at the end of the great fast, as if each one of us can say with the man who was born blind, I was blind, but now I can see. During the journey of repentance, during the holy great fast, I moved from darkness to the light. I was blind, but now I can see. And also the catechumens, those who want to join the church, they were actually taught during the whole great fast. And then they were baptized on this Sunday in order to participate in the Holy Week as full believers. That's why it is called the Baptism Sunday or Actually, in this chapter, we find two types of blindness. A person who was born blind, physically blind, but because he believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, he moved from the physical blindness into both the physical enlightenment and also the spiritual enlightenment. But there is another group, the the group of the religious leaders, the Pharisees. They were physically not blind, they could see. But they were internally, spiritually, they are blind. And I will show you how this person actually moved from step to step in his enlightenment. When they asked him, how were your eyes opened? He answered and said, a man called Jesus. For him at this moment, Jesus is just a man, a regular human being, nothing more. A man called Jesus. After this, they asked him another question. They told him, what do you say about him because he opened your eyes? He said to them, he is a prophet. So you can see how his spiritual eyes now is enlightened. After he perceived him just a regular man, human being. Now he said about him a prophet. Then the third time when they told him, we know 
that this man is a sinner. He told them, why this marvelous thing that you do not know where he is from, yet he has opened my eyes. Now we know that God does not hear sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. So you can see here, first step, he perceived him as regular human being. Then he is a prophet. Then he is sent by God. And lastly, when the Lord Jesus Christ met him and he told him, do you believe in the Son of God? So he asked, who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? So the Lord told him, you have both seen him, and it is he who talking with you. So he said, Lord, I believe, and he worshipped him. He worshipped him as God. So these are the stages of enlightenment. First, he saw him just a man, then one of the prophets, then he was sent by God, a messenger from God, and then he is God who became man. And he said, I believe and worship to him. We can see how this man actually moved not only from physical blindness into enlightenment, but also from spiritual blindness into enlightenment. He knew that Jesus is God who became man. But the Pharisees, who actually were physically well, they can see, but they were blind. They saw in Jesus Christ that he is a sinner. A sinner. They did not see in him any good qualities. Although in spite of his teaching, in spite of all the miracles, they were blind spiritually. And usually there are three reasons of the spiritual blindness. The first reason is pride. Pride and arrogance. Usually the person who is arrogant and prideful doesn't see his weaknesses. Because he knows and he believes that he knows everything. And he is better than anybody. He can teach every person. He is only the teacher, but he is not a disciple. And even when you try to give him an advice, he will not listen to you. Because he knows that, or he believes that he knows everything. And his place is only to be a teacher, nothing less. Like the scribes and Pharisees. Pride. Second reason is sin. Usually sin blinds us because sin separates us from God and sin makes us live in darkness. So we will be blinded. We will be blinded by the love of money like Judas Iscariot and he betrayed the Lord Jesus Christ because love of money. We will be blinded by love of pleasures like Samson who was blinded by his lust And actually in the story of Simpson, he turned from physically seeing well to physically blind. The Palestinians, the first thing did to him, they blocked out his eyes. So his spiritual blindness led to physical blindness. 
it's exactly the opposite of this person. The man who was born blind, his spiritual enlightenment led to his physical wellness. But with Simpson, it happened the opposite. And the third reason, the blindness of ignorance. Like St. Paul before his conversion, he was blind, as he said, but I persecuted the church of God, but God had mercy on me because I did this in ignorance. When we don't educate ourselves in the word of God, when we don't ask God to teach us, then we will be blind, not because of sin, not because of pride, but because of our ignorance. And that's why one of the beautiful prayer is to ask God to teach us his commandment and to be disciples of the Holy Scripture. Also, there is a very important point that all of us, we should think about. You know, when you drive, usually there is blind spots, you cannot see it. Yes, now in the new cars, they put many lenses in order everything can be seen. But usually there are blind spots in our life. There are things that we see it very clear, but there are some blind spots in our life. And we need actually to think what are the blind spots. The blind spots, you cannot see it by yourself. You cannot see it by yourself. But somebody should tell you about it. A mirror should, or a lens should make you see the blind spot. And God, out of his love, he sent us all the time people to tell us about our blind spots. But many times we reject these people and we don't listen to them. Like King Herod, God sent him John the Baptist to tell him about a blind spot in his life. It is not lawful for you to marry your brother's wife. But he did not listen. David, after he sinned and killed, he was not aware of his sin at all till God sent him Nathan, the prophet, to tell him about the blind spot in his life. We need to think about the blind spots in our life because we believe that we see everything, but this is not reality. All of us, all of us, there are areas in our life that we are blind and we cannot see it. And God always sends us somebody to remind us. But here, are we listening like David or we are rejecting like King Herod? In the psalm of today, from Psalm 35, we heard In your light, we see light. In your light, we see light. What does this mean? In your light, we see light. The enlightenment is from God. God enlightened us through his word, like the scripture, through being filled with the Holy Spirit, 
through having the righteousness of Christ in baptism, through faith. So in your light, the light of the word of God, the light of Christ, the light of the Holy Spirit who enlightened our life, the light of faith and confidence in God. Through this light, we can see light. But if I separated myself from the word of God, from being filled with the Holy Spirit, from putting on the righteousness of Christ, then I am walking in darkness. And he who walks in darkness doesn't know where he goes. Some people actually abuse the word enlightenment. And they use the word enlightenment to mean to free yourself from the tradition. And when I'm speaking about the tradition, I'm speaking about the holy tradition of the church. Some people, when they rely more on their mind and on their understanding and separate themselves from the holy tradition, they call themselves the enlightened people. But it is a deception. It is a blind spot in their life. Because they trust what they see more than what we received from our fathers. So we need to be careful from this new definition of enlightenment. The truly enlightened people who abide to the word of God, who abide to the holy tradition of the church, who are enlightened by the Holy Spirit, who worked in the church for 2,000 years and is still working in it. Those who are truly enlightened. All of us, we were baptized. So we received this sacrament of enlightenment. But are we still walking in darkness or in light? If we're still walking in darkness, we need to ask God to enlighten our life. In your light, we shall see light. And to see what is the reason behind this blindness. Is it arrogance? Is it ignorance? Is it sin? Is it a blind spot in our life? We need to see what are the reasons in order actually through the work of God in us to be enlightened. And we can say with this man who was born blind, I was blind, but now I can see. Glory be to God forever and ever. Amen.